Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 137, Planting the Seeds. So I had a completely different episode that I was going to publish tomorrow, Thursday, which is today if you're hearing it, or yesterday if it's Friday, (laughs) or whenever you're listening to this episode. Um, I had a completely different episode. But today, Wednesday, the day before I published this, I went to Mass and I heard a couple of readings that I just felt were so important to share with moms. I think that we get caught in our days and we lose the big picture. I think it's very easy to do and for so many it's what creates overwhelm and stress and maybe some discouragement. So let me first read to you the readings. And then I want to give you a little reflection and how I think that they can apply to our lives. So the first reading was from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 8. Remember this, if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. And if you sow generously, you will reap generously as well. Each person should give as much as he has decided in his heart not with reluctance or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to enrich you with an abundance of every grace so that with all of your needs provided for, you may be able to produce a surplus of good works. And then the gospel reading was from John chapter 12, verse 24. Amen, amen, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. However, if it dies, it bears much fruit. Both of these readings are about planting, about seeds, about what is expected of us and how we can affect the outcome of the seeds that we plant being generous in planting the seeds in those around us, our children, our husband and friends, and ourselves, is really important. Not being stingy in the planting of seeds and remembering that we plant or give to those around us with a generous heart. Not counting the cost, not keeping a tally, not giving reluctantly. We're not showing up with a husband in a reluctant way, and we're not mothering reluctantly because we really want to do what we want to do that day. But instead, we're giving generously. When we give generously and plant the seeds generously with a kind and loving heart, that's when we will experience the joy of God's grace And see that our small giving and planting produces a surplus of good in our lives. We see God's abundance. And then in John chapter 12, we read about the seed dying. 
How do we plant generously, abundantly, and cheerfully? We do it by dying to ourselves. When we give to others with resentment or complaint or maybe some bitterness, we lose the whole effect of giving. Every good thing in the world requires some sort of sacrifice, some kind of death to one thing to create another. Do you see your sacrifice, your death to yourself of your wants, your desires, keeping your patience when you don't feel like it, being positive when you're tired of saying the same thing over and over again to the children? Do you see that sacrifice as the death required to nurture the seed in your children that will bear much fruit. We are a society that wants immediate results. We want our marriage to be happy, connected, content, with no problems from the beginning, from the wedding day. We want our children, even down to our three-year-olds, to know exactly how to behave, be orderly all the time, be obedient, and be kind to everyone all the time. We want those 10 pounds off the second day we actually start eating well and going to the gym. We want our home to be Pinterest perfect in design and orderliness all day, every day. And when we don't experience the immediate results, we're uncomfortable. And we're uncomfortable with being uncomfortable And so that makes us unhappy. And usually we give in to two different feelings. Discouragement, where we don't see progress or fruit in our children. When we think if we've told them once or maybe even ten times to pick up their room, it should be enough. They should know to change their sheets on Saturday. Or they should do their homework without being told. And we get discouraged. We don't want to tend to the seed anymore. Maybe we give in to sadness. Sadness in ourselves, in dealing with our own challenges, our mindset, our lack of certain virtues. If we say no to that chocolate cake today, we don't immediately see the results. The scale doesn't move. But over time, we will see the results. If we don't nurture the seed of living from a place of thought, rather than emotions, we'll continue to feel sad, overwhelmed, anxious, and stuck. We need to be more conscious of our thoughts rather than getting stuck and become the victim of our emotions. When I taught first grade, we wanted to teach the children how plants developed. And so with first graders, it's important for them to see change, to see progress. And so we would put the little lima bean seed in the paper towel, the wet paper towel, and then put it in a plastic baggie so that the children could see the roots start sprouting and the stems start growing. We would keep watering that paper towel so they could see the cause and effect. They could see that if they continued to give water to the paper towel and kept the baggie in light, that lima bean seed would grow into a plant. It was important for the children to see that progress. As adults in our lives, we often don't see the progress. 
We put that seed, we plant it down deep under the soil, and we don't see anything. And we water it, we keep it in the sunlight, we do all the things that we're supposed to do, and it's days before we actually see a little sprout. And we don't really know what's underneath the soil. I mean, we know because we've seen it before, but had we not, we wouldn't know the root system that was being developed. We wouldn't know how important that root system was to keep the plant firmly in the soil so that as the stem grew and the leaves grew, we could see the firm foundation that that plant had for those days when we couldn't see any growth on the outside. So let's keep that image in mind as I talk about planting seeds, remembering that we're not going to always see growth, but if we water and tend to the seeds, they will be growing. So where can we plant seeds abundantly, generously, while dying to ourselves, so the seed will take root? Let's first talk about our marriage. We plant seeds of connection and love when we give each other the benefit of the doubt. We plant seeds when we're quick to apologize for hurting or offending our spouse, even when we didn't mean to. We plant seeds when we're thoughtful about our spouse's needs over our own, or when we work towards clear communication rather than just arguing, where we seek to resolve issues rather than dig in our heels and win. We plant seeds when we pray for our spouse daily. And every time we do that in our marriage, I'm on 38 years now, where are you? Five years, 10 years? Every time you do any of those things and many more things, you're tending to the seed. You're dying to yourself, You've planted the seed, but you're also watering and nurturing the things that you want most, that beautiful, strong marriage. We plant seeds with our children. Every time we correct them or train them, we are educating them, really, in virtue and behaviors. And when we do that, we tend the soil around the seed we initially planted. So I think back to when I was a child. I know I've shared this before, but for those who've not heard it, and I think it's really um, just very instructional to moms. I remember sitting on my bed in fourth grade and my mom um, was sitting next to me and she was crying. And she said, I don't know what to do with you anymore. You're such a slob. You don't put things away. You don't take care of your room. I, I feel like I failed you as a mom. Well, that conversation really stuck with me. And I can't say that I completely turned over a new leaf from there on. I mean, I know that there were lots of times until I left home where I didn't have a room that was clean. But as a new wife and mother, many, many years ago, I began the journey of learning what works and what didn't work to create a home that was actually company-proof where people could walk in and it was sort of, I call it drop-in ready. When someone rang the doorbell and you're like, oh shoot, everybody pick up the toys fast. (laughs) There wasn't much to pick up because I had learned how to keep the home. It did not happen overnight, but it happened relatively quickly because of the seeds my mom planted. 
And I imagine that day she came to my room and cried. She must have felt like the seed she had been sowing and tending was dried up, never to produce fruit. But it did produce fruit. It took 12, 15 years later, but I went on to train my children in the same way. And I had many days where I was telling them again to clean their room and do their chores. But now as my children are adults, they take care of their own living space. They no longer live in my home. They have their own home and they take care of it. I think the seed has matured and blossomed. And for those of my children that are married, they're now spreading new seeds to their own children, teaching them how to take care of their space. But again, it will take a lot of tending and nurturing. I also know that there are many, many parents who mourn the loss of faith in their children. Their adult children don't go to Mass or have any relationship with God. These are good parents who planted the seeds, who watered and tended them. And if you're one of those parents who see your adult children turning away from the faith, continue to nurture the seed. Pray for them daily that they will turn to God. You're watering the seed that way. Live your faith faithfully with joy and peace. Your children are still watching you and seeing what brings you peace and joy in your own life. The human heart always longs for peace and joy. And if they continue to see it in you, maybe as they mature in their adulthood, or more than likely when they are in a major struggle, they will turn to the God they have witnessed gives you peace. And know that God in his wisdom and grace is there for your children when they turn to him. What seeds are you planting in your own personal life? What about your prayer life? Do we plant and water and tend to growth in our own relationship with Jesus? If I go out and water my roses whenever I feel like it or have time, they won't get watered and will die. But if I make the time to water the roses on a regular schedule and feed them, trim them, they will thrive. The same goes with our faith life. Don't wait until you find the time. You won't ever find the time. Make the time. Plant the seed. Water daily. That's how you become one of those giant sequoia trees in California. That's what your faith life can be if tend to daily with patience and perseverance. I love those giant sequoia trees. That's the kind of woman we want to be. Strong and tall with a great root system where we can weather any storm and we can provide shade and comfort for anyone who needs it. That constant tending to growth is how you have the grace to respond with faith, hope, and love in all the contradictions in your life. Do you take care of yourself, body, mind, spirit? And I can almost hear you say, I don't have time for taking care of myself. You must. Nurturing every aspect of your whole being, body, mind, and spirit, every day, even if it's just a little bit.
Finally, how do we plant seeds with our friends? I might suggest that we do it without pounding Jesus into them. Just live your faith. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 16, it reads, By their fruit you shall know them. I have many people, beautiful women, who listen to this podcast who tell me they don't have a faith life, but they are attracted to what I say. By my fruit you shall know me. Same with you. Just be. Be in relationship with God. Nurture the seeds that he has planted in you. And be that wife, that friend, and that mother that you long to be. And don't forget, it's in the dying to ourself that we will bear much fruit. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.